Hello, this is Tabernacle of Hope International Church Podcast, the undiluted, powerful Word of God, brought to you by the Senior Pastor, Reverend Emmanuel Atobra. Listen to today's Word and be empowered. Stay tuned. Hallelujah. What even God does not do, nobody else should do it. But there are blessings in obedience. It says, if you are willing, number one. Number two, it says, if you are obedient, you will eat the good of the land. I have no doubt that Ghana is a good place to live. I have no doubt. Not because of the environment or the economics or the politics or anything. The reason why I believe that Ghana is a good place to live is because God knows Ghana and he planted us here. And God did not put us here for a mistake. So I am not running out of this country to go anywhere. Because I believe my destiny, the one who chose and put me here, knows I can prosper here. Prosperity is nowhere. The prosperity is in the word of God. And if you are obedient, Bible says you will eat of the good of the land. Very simple. Listen, learn to be obedient. Learn to be obedient. Let me tell you, life is not how smart you are or how intelligent you are or how beautiful you are or how handsome you are. All of it is not about it. Bible says promotion comes from above. The breath that you have is God who gives it to you. Favor comes from above. And I've lived for 57 years enough to know that out of nothing, from nothing you can become something. And I've read through the Bible to see that those who have decided to obey God, God has never abandoned them. Even in the midst of challenges, God has been with them. And God has always showed forth. I don't believe in cheap life. I'm telling you, the man standing here, I don't believe in cheap life. I don't believe in uselessness. I don't believe in not amounting to nothing. Because everything that God has created is responding to something. It's an answer to something. So I don't believe that I should reduce myself to a certain level to know what life is. Because I know life is in Christ. And the word of God is that which will lift me from wherever I am. It gives me boldness. It gives me power. It gives me everything that I'm looking for, including protection. Amen. I've told you, look, anything that we do here is for your benefit. I've asked you, do I look like a frustrated person? Amen. But you are choosing your life. Today I'm coming to talk about Ruben. The man called Reuben. At the all night, I spoke about Esau. And I brought a little bit of Reuben inside. But this one, I want to talk about the character Reuben. Because we have the Rubens in this house. Destined to be great. Destined to do well. Destined to prosper. But you're refusing to be prosperous. You're refusing. And this preacher man will preach it. 
because I am accountable to every soul here. And I don't want to give you things that your ears will itch you. I need to preach the full counsel of God to you. Amen. Yes. You cannot decide not to be anything. This ministry is a great ministry. And it is great people who can only be in this ministry. And so you cannot be in this ministry and live a mediocrity life. A life of nothing. No. I refuse to accept that. Amen. Years ago, when I was growing up, I told myself that if I don't amount to anything, it means that, that I am useless. And I have fought everything that comes my way that is useless. I must be useful. I must be useful. You must be useful. Not useful in somebody's bed. Oh, hello. I say hello. You must be dignified enough to know that this body of yours is precious. And not few cities. It's what must make you look important in somebody's eyes. Somebody here. Many of us who have devalued our lives because somebody calls like a taxi and offered us a front seat. No other person is a married man running around town uncovering people's skirts and blouses. And you are just one of the victims. You can become a missus. So why would you reduce yourself? More so you come to church. The painful aspect is that you are supposed to become important person. This morning, every spirit of Reuben will come out of you. And every character trait, let me tell you, you cannot do the wrong things against. Look, don't, don't, don't deceive yourself because me, I won't deceive you. Whatever a man soweth is what you reap. You cannot put corn down and expect to get coconut. A seed is a seed. And whatever you put in down the ground is what will come out. Until you learn to identify that what you sow is what you reap. No, you continue to do the wrong things. And you, you come to a point, you'll be blaming people. You bring your father, you bring your mother, you bring your uncle, you bring witches and wizards and idols and everything, including God. Years ago, I was at Heritage Tower. I was working with Mida on the fourth floor at the balcony. God was talking to me about a sister who has gotten married. A young couple. And the Lord told me, call her and tell her that she's about to defile her marital vows and tell her not to do it. And I called her. I said, listen, God said I should tell you, I should warn you that this thing, you are about to do it. But be very careful. She listened to say, Tofia Aqua. Tofia Aqua. Back to sender. Now, me, I don't argue with fools. 
Because by the time you get to know that you're a fool, it had already happened to you. Because wisdom is to take knowledge and act upon it. But a fool is not that he does not know what is right to. The fool knows what is right, but he has decided to do the wrong thing. That is why he's a fool. A month went by. I stood at the same place. And the Lord said, look at what she's doing. Called her to it. I said, where are you? He said, I'm on my way to Kumasi. I said, to do what? He said, I'm going for a funeral. I said, okay. So is your husband going with you? He said, no. He said, oh, I have a friend who is a policeman who has given me a lift. Okay. We all have friends, so there's not a problem. But what kind of friend you have is another issue. On their way. <laughs> Look, God is not asleep like you think. And that is where the deception is. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. They packed off with a baby in their hand. They went and enjoyed themselves. Tofiakwa. Coming back to me, no way. The years went on. And we started the foundation of African Trade House. I was on that land. The Lord spoke to me again. And I called her. I said, you see, you cannot come out of this. The Lord warned you. Now it has become a mountain before you. Listen, there are some problems you cannot solve. I know the husband very well. Do I go and tell the husband? You cannot solve it. It was painful. Then the Lord told me, this is a case of a depleted blessing. Or see, man, blessings can increase. And they can also deplete. I have blessed this lady. And I've given her vital statistics. At least 80% of men cannot resist it. The Lord told me. 80%. Whether she has a ring on or not. When they see her, they'll be interested in her. Hey, this our God is not a joke. Hey, giving me fantastic. 80% of men cannot resist her. But the blessings were being depleted. And finally, everything was gone. The Lord said, Emmanuel, step away. Don't talk to her again. When I told people, God said, don't talk to people. You think I'm joking. He told Samuel, Samuel, why are you worried about Saul? Why, 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 why do you waste your time on Saul? Look, go and look for another person. 
Because Saul, someone was crying all night over Saul. And God said, I rejected him. Forget about him. You can only be important as much as you are obeying God's word. The day you cease to walk in obedience, forget about it. You are completely exposed. Amen. Yesterday, I told my wife something. She thought I was joking. Me, I don't joke. These two legs of mine, they are carrying me. And when I stand on them, whatever I say, I mean it. Somebody who disrespected me in this house. I told her, I don't know her. The person called me, I didn't pick the call. And I said, I won't pick the call. I will not pick the call. Number two. So I said, I don't know her. If she comes to my house, I'll suck her. And I mean it. And I'm saying it on this pulpit. We must know the value of obedience and disobedience. When you take a step, you must know these are the consequences involved. And many times I've been the gentle, loving father. But this time around, I am going to instill certain things. Certain things must happen. Even on that, we will take things for granted. Amen. He said, if I be your father, where's my honor? If you dishonor me, you lie back. Amen. Yes. Me standing here. The Lord told me, Emmanuel, if you walk in disobedience, as much as I love you, whatever consequences you go through, I'll be watching you. You think it's a joke. The God whom I'm serving, he says, if I walk in disobedience to him, the consequences of the things that I'll face, I will go through them and you'll be watching me. And I've seen it before. I've watched my auntie die. When I told her, God wanted us to do this this way and she did it another way. The thing hit her. I said, God, my auntie. He said, leave her. It is her choice. It is her decision. Leave her. Do you remember? I sent you to her. I said, yes. He said, she decided. This is what she wants. I was taking her away from this present thing. But when she walked in disobedience, this is what has come her way. So that it is not attractive just living any kind of life. Don't say this person is doing it and that person is doing it and the other person is doing it. Look, Bible says many are called, but those who, who will choose are few. It talks about the narrow road and it talks about the broad road. It says many are walking on the broad road. It says. It is not everybody who is saying, Lord, 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 who entered the kingdom of heaven. It is not everybody who is saying, Lord, Lord. It's not everybody who is coming to church. It's not everybody who is speaking in tongues. It's not everybody who is lifting his hands. No way. It is them that are obeying my father and they are doing his will. They will enter into the kingdom of God. It's not in that day I will say, I don't know you. So if I tell you I don't know, you're just repeating the word of God. 
You say, ah, but pastor, I don't know you. Because you're working in iniquity. I don't know you. He said, don't judge me. The Bible says you should judge yourself. What do you mean I shouldn't judge you? And see whether you are in your faith. Amen. Look, we are in times that people are doing anything. But Bible says that the foundation of the Lord is standard fame. They that belong to the Lord, he said they must separate themselves from what? Iniquity. You have no business with what you are doing. Separate yourself from it. And you know that some people, when I preach, they don't come to church again. It is okay. At least you heard the word. And you decided you will not take it. It was so strong that you realized that this is not the place to be. And you left. It's okay. I don't have a burden responding to you because you have decided that this is where you will go. It's okay. But if you are here, make sure you take the word because you will amount to something. What, what value will I be when I have a call? I say, yes. They say, oh, this person is sick. That person is sick. And I'll pray for the person and the person will not be healed. What sort of God am I serving? You say you are a man of God. Do you understand the word man of God? How can you be a man of God? And when you are called to pray, you say, oh, uh, have you gone to the hospital? Please rush her to the hospital. I will pray. And my God will answer. And he has been answering. He keeps answering. Yes. It shows that I have a relationship with him. And distance is not the barrier. And I'm preaching. My sister in the UK, you can hear me right now. Because I'm about to share your testimony. Friday all night, I came here late. Said, Daddy is sick. I said, Oh, it's not a problem. It cannot be a problem. You see, I've told you, until you see the thing as a problem, then it's a problem. See, he has a spinal, and in a waist, this is he's locked, and it's so painful. <laughs> pain is a spirit. I know it, so I'll take pain away. And then I'll deal with the substance of the problem. Amen. And when I finished, I didn't ask him, are you okay? My trust are lying on. Then you tell me, Kakrawa. I've, I've gone past. I've gone, oh, they say, the thing has moved from here. It has come here. It has shifted from, okay, this one is working, but the other one is there. No. I am not the one doing it. So I don't need to ask whether the thing is there or not. The one who is doing it, you know, it is up to him to fix it. <laughs> and when I pray, I know he will fix it. That's all. Yes. So I came here. He also slept. Woke up. 
and forgot that there was anything called pain. Started working before he remembered that, oh, this was a problem somewhere. The problem has been taken care of. Jesus, this is the Jesus we are talking about. Yes. So, wow. It was a discussion. I said, Daddy, not cast on the catcher. Pastor, yeah, I believe in your anointing. What is great? <laughs> yeah. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, in my name, in my name, they shall do what? Cast out devils. They shall pray for the sick and they shall be healed. In my name. And I don't need to say, give me some time to go and pray. Every time you must be on fire. My brother, my sister, carry fire home. Because your opponents are dealing with fire. So when you are saying fire, 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 and it is just water coming out. (laughs) It's a big joke. Me, where I'm coming from. Those who are chasing me, are strong. So I am not ready to make myself a punching bag. Do you understand what I'm saying? Huh. Some of you are there all night. Oh, no. Last week, Sunday, last week, Sunday, idols are saying they are looking for you. You get up. Sorry. They are looking for you. Put down your mask. Yes. They are looking for you. Wherever you are, but they are here making noise. Kituano, any pain, you know. Yes, you more. And once they have an agenda for you, you know, you are just strolling. Iti banku, what do you call it? Kena. And sleeping freely, nothing. And your devil set up as an agenda for you. If you ask, why didn't you come to the honor? You don't have any excuse. Every one of us, we feel like sleeping. So why won't we sleep? Sit down. When we finish, I'll pray with you. Amen. It is a spirit. Adabla said Friday they were they were that you were here. The demon said he was doing everything to make him not to come. And yet when he came and he was going, I saw he was limping. I said, You can't come to church and limp. Come on, come and let me pray with you. It didn't take time. God healed him. Is that also? We are serving a practical God. The man did not ask me to pray for him. Do you understand? Yes. So I was not obligated. But as a shepherd, no, I cannot see a sheep of my limping. My sheep, no, I must rub oil on the sheep and get the sheep working well so that there will be no deformity, there will be no attacks, there will be no pain. This is the work of the shepherd. 
and I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. I'm very happy to do it. And as he's working, I'm happy because he's not limping. He's not going to get some medical. When money comes into his hands, then he has to go and pay for some medicine. Meanwhile, that amount, you will not give it to church. Many of you, that's what is happening to you. <laughs> Satan is taken away from you because you won't give to church that. I'm talking about Reuben, the spirit of Reuben. Turn with me if you have your Bibles with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Colossians. Now, the spirit of Reuben feeds into what we are talking about. Last week, I spoke about the things that go or the things that can stop idol works in your life. There are idols. They are doing so many things. But they don't have power over some people. If you're walking in holiness, if you're walking in obedience, and number three, I said if you're walking in integrity, you have integrity, a set of principles. And I gave you an example of a man who was working in principles. Joseph. So I'm going to give you another example of a man who had no principles. And you see how it is when you don't work in principles. The effect that it has over you. So the man who had principles, you know, he became what God wanted him to become. He also had challenges. He also had temptations. He also had obstacles. In fact, there was frame-ups and the rest. But still, he survived it because of principles, integrity. You're a young man. You're a young lady. What are your principles? You think you can live any way? It's a big joke. I'm telling you. Raphael, you two, they are looking for you. The middle one, when he came, I prayed for him. The idols couldn't mention him. They dare not. Because he has covering. They saw him. It's untouchable. But he also belongs to the same bloodline. They couldn't. See, I should show a chain. And I would do buy it one. I'm telling you, because these are spirits, they're not human beings. Even if a human being says, I hate you, it's something for you to worry about. How much more when a spirit has made you a target? Sit down. Amen. A man of principle and a, a person who has no principles. Two different characters. All in the Bible. All in the Bible. So we'll come to it. Colossians 1.18 Still on integrity. Where is your integrity? 
Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Yes. And he is the head of the body. Yes. The church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all, all things he might have the preeminence. The firstborn from the dead that in all things say all things in all things the person who has principles who has a birthright you are supposed to have preeminence and I will define what preeminence is to you make children your preeminence as it here Preeminence means the fact of surpassing all others and having superiority. Not inferiority. Some of you, you cannot look at some of your classmates. Because when you were going to school, you were joking around whilst others were serious. And now all of you have come out. You are feeling inferior. Yeah. We're in the same class. I suppose to the same teacher. When you moved out, you went to other teachers. And now you can't look at them. When you see them, you hide yourself. Because they are in cars and you are walking. And as they pass you by, they have not done anything to you, but you are casting them quietly. And some of you, you have played with your wombs. You have played with your wombs. And when you see your friends, then you are offended. They have not done anything to you. And some of you, you've played around experimenting all manner of sexual intercourses. Oh, I am preaching, eh? Yes. The place is quiet. You are getting my attention. Yes. And after going all around, and you come and sit down, you want an innocent man to come and take you. How does it happen that way? Whatever you sow, you will reap it. If you are crooked, you get a crooked person. You are Zan, you get an Azam man. You are a Koliko man, you get a Koliko woman. Because what you sow is what you reap. I'm very serious. Look, change, change you. And let the change be real. Let the change be real. Yes. Every child I dedicated in this house, I can tell the future of that child. Because God has told me, the children that you dedicate, they will be great. So whether the devil likes it or not, from Emmanuel, UK, UST, that he's the first guy I dedicated to God. So he's my son. Through to, uh, what do you call it? Your son. Yes, Emmanuel, Emmanuel is the last boy. Yes. None of them will be an exception. Every one of them will be great. Amen. They will be great, I'm telling you.
All of them will be great. Every one of them. Mark it and see. There will be no limitations on them. They will all be great. And if you are here and you will listen, you will be great. Yes. Doors will open to you that you have never imagined. That's what you call the favor of God. It's not by might. It's not by power. Doors will open automatically to to you. People will come looking for you. And you'll be asking yourself, (laughs) I didn't know I knew all this. But the day you start talking, you say, you are loaded. I'm telling you, when I went to Israel and I was coming, I sat with the former minister of finance. And as I sat in the first class, and he also sat in the first class, and he was looking at me, who is this guy? I was also looking at him, who are you too? Except that I'm a younger person, he was much gray. So you look at me, I also look at him. You look at me, I also look at him. So he said, okay. Um, I am so and so. Um, I'm going to Ghana. I'm on an IMF assignment. And I'll be lodging at this place. So who are you? So I also introduce myself. Ladies and gentlemen, we started talking economics. And I was wondering where I was getting the information from. Because when you meet a great man, you don't have to disgrace yourself. <laughs> so, he said, oh, I'll be at moving pick. You can come and look for me. Then he gave me a card. He gave me his card. From, uh, what do you call it? From Jerusalem, from Tel Aviv, to Turkey. From Turkey to, what do you call it? Accra. He gave me a card. He said, look, my daughter is the deputy ambassador of Ghana to Israel. If you need anything, go to him. Anytime you want to travel, just mention me to him. And the daddy, he will allow you. This is what you call favor. I don't know him from anywhere. I don't know him from Adam. You know, baby, yeah. But as we were talking, me myself, I was asking myself, hey, answers here. How did you come by these answers? I was in that day, God will give you an answer. God will give you an answer. And you will demonstrate the wisdom that is from above. And you would dazzle people and know that you hey. And afterwards, you question yourself. So when I came, I said, Ah, God. But why did I sit down? Listen carefully. Listen very carefully. I said, Why did you put me by such a great man? He said, By Emmanuel, you're also a great person. No? That is where your class is. That is why I put you there. Me, myself, I don't know. Me, myself, I didn't know. 
told you until the day the Lord reveals to me the power of God that was with me. I didn't know what I had. And from that day, I became a changed person. Because I saw myself on a horse. A powerful horse with a sword in my hand. And there were other people behind me. And we're already crap, 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 crap. I said, wow. Emmanuel, you are no longer the person you think you are. Even that crap did not erase things in my mind. It took that travel for me to understand that sometimes we see ourselves in quotes, we see we are humble. That's how we see humility. I hear humility. Sorry to see, I hear foolishness. You must see yourself the way you are, not higher than the way you are. Yes. Did I call him? No. Do I need him? No. If I need anything, you do it for me. That's the way I am. If God doesn't open the door, I don't go and force you to open the door for me. For you to tell me no, for me to be disappointed. I don't know what disappointment is. Amen. If he says it, he will do it. Preeminence. The quality or state of being preeminent. Superiority. So you have an advantage. Say advantage. In every situation, God gives you an upper hand. You have an upper hand, not a lower hand. An upper hand. God gives it to you. This God is a real God. If you love him, he knows you love him. If you are just saying it, he knows you are just saying it. Many of us, people can tell us they love us when they don't. In Ghana here, when you need something from somebody, you have to give subtitles to the person. Nana, Ni, Togbe, and all those things. You know, the person is not Togbe yet. You are calling him Togbe. As long as there's something in your hand, the day you lose that thing, they will call you by your first name. Kodo. But if you can see that there's something with you, we start calling you Nana. Put your body and say, Ohima. Don't accept it. It's like perfume. Smell it. Don't drink it. Okay. So Jesus. Jesus Christ has shown us the way. That is where Jesus has the upper hand in every situation. Preeminence. Jesus was resurrected from the dead. And he became the first person, the firstborn out of the dead. And he has preeminence, superiority. He has super advantage over every situation. <laughs> So, what did Reuben do? What did Reuben do? Now, Reuben is a name more. And what is the meaning of the name? 
the meaning of Reuben is behold a son. Behold a son. And why was he called Reuben? Because Jacob had to demonstrate that he was a man. And in those days, male children were of more value than female children. They don't even name female children. They don't even call them. They don't even count them. Even in the New Testament, when Jesus did the miracles, they said 5,000 what? Eh? Did he mention women? Were they no women? So women were so much looked down upon that they would not even mention them. They would not even count them. They were not to be counted. Thank God for Jesus Christ. If you're a woman here. So there was no way you go and look for a woman's blessing. It doesn't count. So when you give birth to a son, it is something to rejoice about. Most of when he opens the womb. Behold a son. Look at a son. <laughs> That's the meaning of Reuben. Behold a son. So coming with Reuben was an excitement. I am a man. I have strength. This is the evidence. Behold, a son. Behold, a son. So, as a son, you have what you call birthright. As a child of God, you have what you call birthright. The right that you have as a result of you being the child of A or B. So what is a birthright? In Hebrew, the word birthright is called bekona. Son's right. A son's right. Birthright. Bekona. B-E-K-O-N-A-H meaning the right of the first son born of the father the firstborn's son's right you have a right as the firstborn son All right. So what are the privileges and advantages and responsibilities of the firstborn? The firstborn was consecration. You're consecrated unto God. You became a priest unto God. 
So Reuben was supposed to be a priest. Esau was supposed to be a priest. Consecration. Consecrated. Separated unto God. Mm. That honor was taken away from Reuben and transferred to the children of Levi. Because the Levites would teach Israel his word. And they would not have an inheritance of themselves. Their brothers would look after them. Because God has said to uh, what it, the, the father, Jacob, had said that he would scatter them. So they were scattered in all the tribes. But God had mercy on them and gave them a work. As you are scattered, do the work of the priests. This God is a good God. So you can get it in Numbers 3, 12 to 13. Write it down. And Numbers 8, 18. Then you go, go and read it. Yes. The second thing is that they have special inheritance. Special inheritance. They were allocated double portion of their father's wealth. Double portion. So if their, their daddy had let's say five houses. One automatically is his. The rest for he still has a portion in it. Whatever percentage they share, you still have because you must have a double portion. I am telling you what your birthright entails you as a child of God today. And that is why it's not attractive to do certain things. One, you are supposed to have preeminence, superiority, you are supposed to have it. Two, you are supposed to be consecrated, separated unto God. Three, you are supposed to have double portion. And Satan is looking for those portion. You see, many times, you don't know what you have until you lose it. Adam and Eve were in the garden. They lacked nothing. But the day they drove them away, tongues, distill, troubles, pains, all over, they started experiencing it. And they came and took it away from them and left them in pain. Friday, I preached the word here. I said, don't do something that will make you to cry. And let me say this morning, don't do things that will make you cry in the future. Don't do things that will make you to have tears, shedding tears, crying. Don't do it. Don't do it. Special inheritance. Deuteronomy 21, 15 to 17. Read First Chronicles 5, 1. 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn. For he was the firstborn. 
But for as much as he defiled his father's but bed, but for as much as he defiled his father's what bed, bed, his birthright was given unto the sons. His birthright was given unto I, the sons. Let me of tell Joseph. you, I've told you that if something is yours, don't think that it will not be reallocated, though. because obin peno, obipe. What somebody is not interested in, another person is interested in it, and looking for it. If you saw Jacob's attitude, he had been timing his brother. Yes, looking for the day he will bring himself, and he will strike bam, like a snake, bite him. And meanwhile, he was walking carefree. What is my birthright to me? But was that he despised it. He looked down, he himself looked down on what spiritually God had planned for him. And after he did that, he was expecting to receive the <laughs> blessing. It is the birthright that entails you to the blessing. And if you have compromised on your birthright, you don't have a blessing. It is gone. Somebody who is looking for it has taken it away. Be very careful. Read. His birthright was given unto the sons of Joseph. His birthright was given to the sons of what? Joseph. Joseph was number 11. Number 12 was Benjamin. The double, they round it this way, that way, that way, that way. Uh, it came to number 11. <laughs> the blessing is Jacob's own to give. And he says, I'm giving it to Joseph. Take it, double portion. Don't live a sly life. You can deceive people. Eh? There is somebody the Lord described to me some time ago. Then I asked Pastor Sami, Pastor Sami, people with this description, how would you describe this? I said, you know the person. So the person is crooked, sly, deceptive. Oh, how about six words? Nobody has been described that except that person. I said, wow. He said, don't ever let it play on your intelligence. Because these are the characteristics. will appear that you are flourishing. But when the sun comes down, you will wither. In the morning, you look very attractive. But in the night, your glory is gone. It's not a glory. You cannot benefit from evil. 
mark that word. You cannot benefit from it. And you can hide yourself and scheme. Uh-huh. Schema. That was also one of them. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. We're in a small place there. I said, hey, you know, this character. Never sit in a room with this character. <laughs> Don't be a sly person. I said, don't be a sly person. Don't be a schemer. Don't be crooked. Don't be. Because there's no blessing in it. Don't be. Are you here? Okay. So behold, a son. This is a son. But this son is so indisciplined. This son is so disrespectful. This son has no principle at all. Out of all the women in town, he went into his father's concubine. And the Bible says, they told Jacob about what Reuben did. He didn't say anything. Sometimes when people are quiet, it's not that they don't have anything to say. They are waiting for the right time. I've always said that it is not good for somebody to be quiet on you. It is never good. I learned that thing from Isudanaba. Pastor Isudanaba. He said it is never good for God to be quiet on you. Because the day he is quiet, when something is about to happen to you, you will never know. You will die without a notice. When the person is quiet on you, you know, be very worried. And if you notice it, go and make peace. Because it will go against you like this. It is better you know why this person has become quiet on you. Take it from me. Jacob was quiet. When his son, the firstborn, disrespected him, he didn't say anything. Uncle, oh, Ruben, why did you do this? He didn't say anything. Was he hurt? Yes, he was hurt. Did you open his mouth? No. Why didn't he say anything? He was waiting because that time will come. A time will come. When you give him a verdict, go with me to Genesis 49. Don't be reckless. I said, don't be reckless. Don't live any kind of life. Don't do it. Means don't do it. You cannot benefit from evil. I'm telling you, there's no benefit to it. There's no benefit. said, Emmanuel, there is nothing that you do behind me because I don't have a behind. Everything you do is before me. Don't be deceived. He said, nobody is seeing me. Nobody is seeing you. It's not important. What is important is God is watching you. Or did you not see? I'm not sure. 
Yes. That's dangerous. That is very dangerous. Yes. Why? Genesis 49. Verse 3. Verse 3. Yeah. Reuben, thou art my firstborn. Oh, Reuben, you are my firstborn. Behold, a son. What joy you brought to me. You brought so much joy. You brought so much pride. You were everything to me. And I was looking forward to the day when I'll make you also proud for making me proud. But you have lived your life in a very careless manner. You have been very reckless in all your behavior. I sent your brother to you and you watched your brother killed and you brought me a clothes. You lied finally to me that Abwebi Nekuono because Jacob got to know Jacob did not die. Joseph invited Jacob and he knew that his son was alive. And Reuben, you were the head of your brothers and you supervised such a lie. You lied to your father. And some of you think lying is just, just a joke. You lie with that conscience. Your conscience does not disturb you. You don't even blink. And that day came. That day came. You broke the heart of your father. Your brothers conspired, and you and 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 and, and you when you came home, you didn't say, Oh, daddy, this is what happened. No. Everybody said Joseph was dead, but God was preserving Joseph. Because you cannot kill Joseph, a man who is walking right before God. You can't do it. Righteousness will always... Oh, come on. Joseph cannot be killed. Nobody can kill Joseph. He may die in your heart and in your mind, but he's alive. Reuben, how could you have done that? He didn't say anything. I said, Ruben, you went into my bed. You were not afraid of me. Neither were you respectful of me. Neither did you regard me. You went into my girlfriend. A more than me I have. My concubine. Unswadye. Who he gave back to me. His, the lady's children are also your brethren, your brothers. And you could go and sleep with your mother. What kind of lust do you have? Some of you are suffering from a high lust. Honestly. Your body deliverance and Oh, sorry, Epe. Look up for the movie. Even a high last. You have a high life. <laughs> high life. I go, 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 go. High life. High last. 
Hey, you can go and sleep with me, my girlfriend. Okay. You see, when he did that thing, he did not know he was finished. Completely finished. <laughs> oh, those of you who came to the all night, are you finished? Are you complete? Are you completely finished? <laughs> Ruben was completely what? Finito. That was the end of him. Be very careful. Was he alive? Yes, he was alive. He was alive like anybody. And without the blessing, he was finished. Because that which was meant for him, you know, passed over. Passed over. Passed over. It's so sad. Be very careful. Tell someone to be very careful. Ah, the man was quiet. No word. <laughs> and then when he saw that his life was coming to an end, he said, I have one thing that is my preserve. The ability to do what? Bless. You know why? Is it Rebecca? Rebecca told Jacob, it's Rebecca. And to pretend that he is Esau. Because Rebecca does not have a blessing to give. If Rebecca had a blessing and it was her to give, you say, oh, don't worry. Daddy is giving Esau his blessing, but me too. I'll bless you double. But she doesn't have it. And once she knows she doesn't have it, you know, there was no way she could practically give it unless the guy pretends to be someone who is his not. So the point is this. What cannot be, cannot be. Are you here? Where the thing can come from is only where it can come from. And if you go anywhere else, you can't get it. Because this is the person who can give it to you. That is the person who can give it to you. That is the person who can give it to you. And so if you jump with that person, you are finished. Completely finished. I was driving when I had Bishop Wede posted and I read that man is a dangerous man. I said, yeah. Man, wow. Jacob is a dangerous man. But Reuben thought he was just a father. And you could mess around with him. Tell somebody, be very careful. Hey! Do you understand what I'm saying? Be very careful with how you mess in people's affairs. And how you get into somebody's... Be very careful. You see, oh, no, ordinarily, <laughs> ah, 
How can you be so arrogant and disrespectful? But he was a dangerous man. Because whatever he says, you know, finito. Very, very, very dangerous. <laughs> okay. So Genesis 49. Yes. My firstborn. You're my firstborn. My might. You're my might. And the beginning of my strength. And the beginnings of my strength. The excellency of dignity. Oh, come on. And the excellency of power. These are all things to show about preeminence, superiority. You are the firstborn, so you are superior to your brothers. I want you to understand that as a Christian, eh, you and that person in that business, eh, you are superior to that person. So you cannot go to in that poho. <laughs> you break English, you know. <laughs> I said you cannot do what? Go to in the what? In the poho. Would just come. We open the Tohi English book for you. I'm telling you, because of Jesus, because the Bible says, I am a joint heir. I'm an heir with God, and I'm a joint heir with what? Christ. So I am a superior person. I'm not just flesh and blood. I have the Spirit of God inside me that makes me, gives me an advantage. I'm not just a common person. You must understand who you are. Amen. There is something from heaven that is working for you. The favor of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God, it's all at your disposal. As you're walking with God in integrity and in truth, in righteousness, I may tell you, there's nothing that will be difficult with you. Everything will be possible with you. <laughs> this Bible, Bible says, has been given to us as an example for us to look at for those of us who the end of this world is coming to. So we can take the word and look at those who have gone ahead of us. Bible says we have witnesses. Those who have gone, I encourage you, say, Cobra, you can make it. Adra, you can make it. Asa, you can make it. Salam, you can make it. Hallelujah. Prince, you can make it. They're encouraging us. Joyce, you can make it. Ovike, you can make it. Ben, you can make it. Oh, Samuel, you can make it. Daniel, you can make it. You can make it. Whoever you are, you can make it. You can make it. There's a cloud of witnesses. Look, we have suffered, we have gone through, but you do right here. You can also do it. You can make it. You can make it. It may not be an easy task, but you can make it. We have gone ahead of you to show you that it is also possible because we're just flesh and blood like you. You can also make it. Hallelujah. You can make it. 
You have an advantage. Yes. Unstable as water. I say you are not stable. Thou shalt not excel. You cannot excel. Excellence is taken away from you. The ability to excel. Look, don't do things that will cause you not to excel. Excellence is a spirit. Just as failure is. Unstable as you are. You're not stable. Like water. You cannot excel. The ability to progress is taken away from you. The ability for you to become great has been taken away from you. You have by your own action reduced yourself to nothing because you did something which you should have known that as you are doing this, your blessings are being what? Depleted. Robin's case is a case of depleted blessings. And look at the things that start again. You, you are my, my might. You are my what? My, my, name all of them. Reuben, thou art my firstborn. You're the firstborn. My might. You're my might. And the beginning of my strength. And the beginnings of my strength. The excellency of dignity. The excellency of what? Dignity. In dignity, you excel. And the excellence. The guy has dignity. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okra dignity. And in his dignity, he's excellent in it. 100% dignity. Yes. And the excellency of power. And the excellency of power. But. Unstable as water. There's something working. When you're stable. Tell somebody today you have to be stable. There are so much to lose on. As compared to what you are gaining. That is what I want you to understand. You don't know what you are sacrificing. You don't know what you are throwing away as you led that kind of life. Because if Reuben were to know that this are all going to go against him and he did it that he was a fool. But if he did not know and he did it, he was still not wise. Because something should have told him that you don't cross a certain line. And some of us have decided to choose this type of life. Unimaginable things. Unspeakable things. I'm here this morning to tell you the end of that road is not good at all. You can turn back. There's always a turning point. There is a turning point. There is a turning point. I want you to make a decision today. That man you are going out with is not for you. Stop it. That woman is not for you. That thing that you took and you know you stole it, it's not for you. Return it. That lie 
you told about somebody and so that person lost favor sometimes people are not even known except what somebody went and said about them and by the time they came there they didn't want to see them again because somebody has gone ahead to destroy you full of promise full of greatness go and see the pleadings that the man of God Moses was making I want us to read it. I want us to read it. (sighs) I think it is in Deuteronomy 28. If it is not, then somebody help me. I don't claim to know every aspect of the Bible. And I believe Deuteronomy 28. And I'm Deuteronomy. Is it 28, 29? Come again. That way. Yes. Yes. From which verse? Verse 6. Okay. Yes. Deuteronomy 33, verse 6. Yeah, listen. Let Reuben live. And Let not... Reuben what? Let Reuben what? Say it, say it, say it. Let Reuben live. Let Reuben what? Live. Let Reuben what? Live. And not die. Why? It was Moses praying this prayer. Let Reuben leave. God, I beg you. And let him not die. Reuben has created a problem. Was cursed. Now his descendants were becoming few. We were becoming insignificant. They were becoming beggars. They were becoming an eyesore. And Moses took the matter. Oh God. I beg you. Listen. Moses could not nullify you. The words spoken by their father. He could not. He was appealing to God. He was appealing to God. Read it. Let Reuben live and not die. Let Reuben live and not die. Yes. And let not his men be few. And let not his men <laughs> be few. They are dwindling in number. There are some families like that. They are dying. If you count the number, it's becoming few. In the name of Jesus, 
Now, as for Simon, no, he was not even mentioned in Deuteronomy 33. When the father said, I'll scatter him. Simon and Levi, because of their anger, he said, I will scatter them. My soul will not dwell with them because in their anger, they killed innocent people. So he said, this one's too. Away, 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 away from me. And I don't know whether Moses forgot or it was deliberate. Look at the account. Did you see Simon inside? You know, I've searched and searched and searched. Simon was nowhere near the pleadings of Moses. But with Reuben, he said, God, I beg you. Look at it. Don't be deceived, though. That when you do something, a certain man of God can lay hands on you. And he can never be greater than God. And his way. Don't let any man of God deceive you, including me standing here. Power belongs to God. It doesn't belong to man. Are you here? God can only honor my word if it is in line with his word. Bible says, and he confirmed their words with signs and what? Oneness. It is a confirmation as long as that is what the truth is. You cannot lead any kind of life and just expect that things will work for you. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So the psalmist said, yes, do. I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil because you are with me. Are you sure what you are doing, God is with you? Can you say God is with me in what you are doing? Can you say so? If you can boldly say God is with you, I will encourage you, continue. But if God is not with you, do a 360 degrees. Turn away because you still have time. Turn away and come to the Lord with a heart of repentance. God, I'm sorry. Don't wait for everything to go. You see, Reuben had a lot of time. Say time. And some of us, we have time. All he needed to do was go down. Daddy, I'm sorry. I did what was wrong. I know. I don't deserve your mercy. But I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Hallelujah. And the father would have what? I believe the father would have forgiven him. But he decided to keep quiet. Maya, Maya. You see that kind of attitude? What did man see before? I do, I do. Can't do me foco. Hey, the guy can do foco. 
He can do more than even focus. This guy should have just gone and said, I'm sorry. Look, when the prodigal son, he was also a son. Eh? When he messed up, he went to the daddy. He said, Daddy, I am what? I'm sorry. The daddy said, Oh, I've been waiting for this moment to. Give him a hug. He said, Give him a clean bath. Let him get a clean, clean clothes. Give him some shoes to wear. You know, put some ornaments on him, some ring and that kind of thing. Make him feel good. But as for the blessing, I've already given it out. Go and read that scripture. He said, I shared the thing between the two of you. Go and look at it. When he came home, he came home. He was accepted, but he had no inheritance. He had blown his already. But at least he received the forgiveness of his father and he was restored. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Some of you have to go and tell your parents you are sorry. And do it. And do it with your heart. Some of you, you have to go and bridge some gaps that you created. Go and do it. You have time now before the time runs out. Amen. Somebody in this house offended me. I forgave him. Me, I had already forgiven him. But something told him that he should come home and come and beg me. I told him, no, it's okay. You have come. I've accepted you. No problem. I forgive you from my heart to my heart. I've forgiven you. He has peace. Because there was time. He did it. Don't wait. And there's no time. And then when you do it, even though you've done it, you've done it after the event. When Saul disobeyed instructions, all he had to say was, I'm sorry. He refused to do it. And when he said, we have taken the kingdom from you, then he said, I'm sorry. You are apologizing because now you know that the kingdom has been taken away from you. If that thing had not been said, you will not say, I'm sorry. You're, you're, it's, it's, you're not being genuine. The genuineness is that you didn't know what was ahead of you, but you accepted responsibility. Is somebody here. It's never too late to do what you have to do now. If you wait too long. Now, let me finish. Let's go. Special inheritance. He also has legal authority. Second Chronicles 2, 21. Sorry, Second Chronicles 21, verse 3. Legal authority. Second Chronicles 21, verse 3. Bible says when we bind, it is bound. When we lose, it is loose because we have what? Legal authority authority to enforce what we say. (laughs) Ah. 
Yes. And their father gave them great gifts of silver yes. and of gold and of precious things. When with fenced cities in Judah, but the kingdom gave he to Jeroham because he was the firstborn. Amen. Legal authority. You have a legal right to the thing. Nobody can take it away from you. God will not allow it. Because he's a God of all flesh. And he's the God who administers, administers, uh, administers justice. Responsibility. The responsibility of the, the one with the first, the birthright. Is in case the father is disabled, he looks after him. In case their mother is also widowed, he looks after them. He becomes the family head. Some of us, you go and put some Kanjaja family head over you. The guy is a daylight wizard. And they take your marriage. They go and put it in his hands. You are finished. In fact, you are completely finished. You were responsible for making decisions and solving problems. But you yourself were a problem. How do we solve the problem? He had to provide for his father's widow and for all his unmarried sisters. So you became a very responsible person. Let's just say, You cannot throw all this away. You can't throw it away. And follow somebody who is perishing. Follow somebody who is being recruited for hell. And it's also taking you away from church. When people become dangerous, they don't want to come to church. Or when they come to church, they are not interested in whatever is going on in church. You see their commitment. They become, there's no fire. Lifeless. Anytime you lose your zeal, go back and work on yourself. Anytime the fire is off, no, go back and work on yourself. Because without fire, any house fly will land on you. Have you ever seen a house fly land on a hot meal or something that is hot? Have you ever seen it? You can never see that. It's only a stubborn house fly. <laughs> (laughs) 
I'm coming to my, my proverbs. <laughs> it's only a stubborn housefly who will enter into a coffin. A coffin that is about to be closed. What is a stubborn housefly looking for in that coffin? It's looking for death because this one is already dead. And as we are carrying it, you've also entered. And when we close it, what do you expect? So your stubbornness is killing you. Be very careful. Amen. Every one of us here, you are destined for greatness. I'm telling you, you are destined to do well. And to do, because it is God who is your planting. Someone, please, bring someone and let's close. Oh. Anytime I preach this kind of things, Satan is angry with me. You don't know. Because I am trying to take you back from him. Yes, go ahead. Someone. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the he counsel. Says a man is what? Blessed if he doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. You are blessed. <laughs> so there is a blessing in the way you walk. In the way you relate. There's a blessing. Yes, go ahead. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. You are standing. Way you relate with sinners, yes. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Those who make fun. Oh, you come to church, you want to come and mark English language. Eh? You bring dictionary. <laughs> you are not interested in the message, you are interested in finding fault. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You have a delight. It's in the law of the Lord, the word of God. Yes. And in his law doth he meditate you day meditate and night. day and night. And he shall be like a tree. You are like a tree. Planted by the rivers you of are like water. a tree. You are like a tree. You are like a tree. Planted where? By the riverside. Yes. By the rivers of water. Yes. That bringeth forth his fruits in his season. He said, You will bring forth. You will bring forth. When your season what? Comes. Because there's a season for everything that happens on this earth. We have the mango season. Is that not so? We have the rainy season. Is that not so? Even the season where you see a lot of houseflies. seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 will tell you there are seasons and times. You are planted by the riverside. So no matter what happens, you will bear fruit. So bearing fruit is not hustling. It's not difficult. It's not friends uh, uh, wahala and all those things say in the hustle, in the hustle. No! It is where you are located. By the riverside, you will bear fruit. 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 
It says Joseph is a fruitful bough. It means that he has branches that is connected to the tree. Bough, fruitful bough means fruitful branch. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the words branches. You can bear fruit without, you cannot bear fruit without me. So as you are connected to the source, you are connected to Jesus, it's automatic. You bear fruit. The branch will not struggle to bear because it is. Thank you for staying tuned into today's podcast. We hope you were blessed with today's message. You can fellowship with us, Tabernacle of Hope International, Toi at Lashibi Celebrity Heights, behind MF's estates. For prayer, counseling, or further inquiries on this ministration, contact us on 0204-448800 or 0556-2752. Worship with us on Sundays from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Wednesdays and Fridays, 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Stay blessed and stay in the atmosphere of the Word. One Tohi, one happy family.